This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Always appreciate your time. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV. You can also check out our podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform. While you're in there, if you don't mind, give us a rating and review. It's Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. Well, we love to talk entertainment with our next guest slash contributor who's coming up, and she always keeps us posted on the latest and greatest out there. Let's bring on Corinne Van Dusen. I'm Corinne Van Dusen. Join me as we dive into the latest entertainment stories from music, television, and movies here with Kelly and Ramya. We're going to get into the greatest in a bit, Corinne, because we're obviously talking about Taylor Swift. But to start things off, there's a new late night show that's coming up. It's called After Midnight. Um, it's debuting this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing and I got to define, Corinne, I've got to, I've got to just make a, a distinction here because I heard that laugh coming out of the doorbell. Amuthan, are you a Taylor Swift fan for real? Eh, no, I don't think so. Okay, thank you. That, so. Okay, Corinne, you were laughing yeah, but at the same that's thing not, I was, That too. wasn't okay. a subjective statement that I made. No, no, She's but the laugh sounded clearly the greatest. kind of like... <laughs> what did we say? Like, yeah, we'll get to the most important. One in 75 songs played as Taylor Swift? Like, that's... That's and still the stuck most in my vinyl head. out yeah. there. She's made the most sales in vinyl. My gosh, people appreciate the sound. Anyway, so anyway, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Ms. Back Ms. to the Let's second back to the greatest subject. thing. Potentially, and you'll get your laughter going um, again later. Correct. It's, yeah. it's called After Midnight. It's a new late night show, and it's debuting this week. So you're saying it's not quite a talk show, not a game show, but After Midnight is expected to be a lot of fun for the people who are appearing on the show. So I'm curious about what makes this different than anything else that's out there already. But who's hosting it? Uh, yeah, it actually debuted last night. Oh, nice. So um, I can talk a little bit about that. I, I did watch it. Okay. Um, I Being up for an early morning show, I recorded it, so it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Mm. Uh, comedian Taylor Tomlinson, she's hosting it. Uh, it was announced by Stephen Colbert. It comes on after his show. That's why it's called After Midnight, because yep. Stephen Colbert's show ends at like 12.05 or something like that. Uh, and she is right now the only female late night host. So that's exciting. Uh, a lot of comedy fans know Tomlinson. She's got specials out there. Uh, she's been a name in the comedy circuit for a while. So it's uh, it's exciting to see, you know, a, a, it's always exciting to see a woman helm a show. Mm -hmm. Now, what was the promo like leading up to this? Was this big in the news, in the entertainment biz? Like, were people excited that she was doing this? Uh, was it out there? Oh yeah, yep. It was out there. There was lots of releases about it. Um, it she Stephen Colbert even did a thing on his show where he was talking about he's producing a show that's coming on after his and who should be the late and who should be the host. And she was in the audience, so they did a whole bit mm. about that. So he he's really taking it on to promote it. But it has been in like you know promoted on Instagram in the um, like I guess they don't have physical copies of magazines anymore. But you know. right, right. E magazines, they would say. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been out there. And uh, it's, yeah, it's the form. Do you want to hear about the format? Yeah, tell Probably, us. Right? Tell us. <laughs> uh, did, you act, did you ever see At Midnight? It was a show that ran from 2013 to 2017 on Comedy Central. No. 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 Okay. Is this so similar this, to it? This is 
they say based on it, it's exactly the same. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like so, which isn't a bad thing if you liked it. And they keep saying, oh, it's kind of a game show, kind of a talk show. And it's uh, one of the taglines is kind of a talk show with no conversation. And I'm oh. like, well, it, it's not <laughs> it's a talk not show, show. <laughs> at all, at all. I don't know why they're selling it this way. I don't know why that was in any of the promo. Is it because people is would a... be weirded out if it wasn't a talk show? Like we're not ready for a non-talk maybe, show late show? Maybe. Or a late night game show? Like, like yeah. they're just not ready for it? Mm-hmm. If they didn't remember the um, the original one from earlier in the t- like t- 2013, 2017, um, you know, it's a game show, but the points are fake. So you have these comedians on there. There's uh, Thomas in the host and then three comedians and they ask them random questions and there are writers on the show. So um, a lot of the, a, a lot of the answers have been written by or for the comedians. So there's a lot of punchlines there. Um, the points are fake. Uh, so that comes from like a whose line is it anyway, where they say the points is fake are fake kind of things. So they're just given willy nilly. Uh, I read something Uh. in USA Today that said the best moments were the least scripted when the comedians and Thomason Uh. were just talking, cracking jokes instead of trying to land the puns the writers set up for them. Nice. Yeah, I was wondering if there was enough room by what you were saying for that ad-libbing. And I think that's the point. No points. We can just be as silly. That little competitiveness in each other is now just to up the other person, uh, be the funniest one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the comedy community is very like for the amount of stand up comics that are out there, it's very small. So right. you can tell that in at least the first show, everyone knew each other. So they knew how kind of how far they could go with each other and how much they could play. It's also still like network television. So there's going to be censorship True. and mm-hmm. such. But um, I, it's really fun to well, the first one was fun to watch because I liked the original show and um, the People who were on the debut show were Kurt Brownholer, uh, Aprina Nasharana, and Whitney Cummings. So uh, pretty strong names to start it off there. Mm-hmm. And did you enjoy the whole thing, or was there something particular enjoyed more than um, anything else? I, I, with the first show, I liked the whole thing. We'll see what kind of games they bring out, because la- last night they brought out uh, Hashtag Wars. So last night's hashtag was lesser-known TV shows. So it's a, it's a lightning round of buzzing in oh. with funny lesser known tv shows nice. uh so those are always good um it's still getting filtered out but not really because they have the format you know you just right. insert whatever here which you know which works and for um you never know like it's it's also short segments which is which is what a lot of people watch yeah. these days you know instagram videos and tiktok and da 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 so that really helps there's not more commercials than there usually is but there's like okay We've got this section, moving to this section, moving to this section. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's something that's good. Yeah, right. I kind of like that, especially when you're not having more commercials. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about your second item. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling reuniting on screen. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, are they? Yeah. So. Uh, this popped up because uh, all the award shows have been happening lately. So there was right. like the Critics' Choice Awards, the Emmys, the Golden Globes, you know, McDonald's favorite meal. I don't know. Everything came out this week. <laughs> yeah. So news of an Ocean's Eleven prequel has been out since last year. But Margot Robbie talked to uh, Entertainment Tonight at the 2024 Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday. She was on the red carpet, and uh, she brought it up and said, yep, you know, we've been we've been looking at that. 
Uh, it's still in development, she said, so there's no other casting or plot release. But when you saw Margot Robbie and Ryan Reynolds in Barbie, the chemistry was was instant. Ken and Barbie, right? And if you see them in interviews together, you can hear them play off each other and the kind of, um, you know, back and forth that they have. They really remind me of uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, who were the uh, iconic right. couple yes, yes, in the original. Yeah. Well, in the remake, because the original has Frank Sinatra in it from years and years and years ago. Right. So yep. it seems like they they are kind of like the new Clooney and Roberts mm. is, you know, like Robbie and Gosling. Sorry. Yeah. Slash Ken and Barbie. Right. Um, any idea, was any comment as to how long? How long would we have to wait for this? When's it coming out, <laughs> well, if so? It's one of those, uh, it's still in development, so they probably have, like, a spec script and, like, thinking of a director and possibly uh, a company and stuff like that. So, really, what they've done so far is kind of attached Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling to it to entice other people. There's been talk of uh, the a prequel coming out for a while now, but there hasn't been any mm -hmm. release date or anything. So uh, also with the writer's strike and the actor's strike, that has pushed absolutely everything that could have been made back even further. So uh, we don't know how far along they were in development before those strikes happened and where they had to start from again after they came back to work. Okay, so let's do one of the favorite games of Korean. I, I, I think this is a cool one to do. Uh, you mentioned George and Julia. Okay, the iconic uh, Ocean's Eleven's couple. What kind of casting would you, if you were running around picking, like to like to put together? <laughs> uh, I'd like to see kind of a real life couple be in there because I was thinking of you know who could pull off a heist and who could pull off those things, and Beyonce and Jay Z would actually be, <laughs> I think, a really good casting to bring in there and have people around them. Okay, so now, like, there's a they're, little more pop and rum than Taylor Swift. Then that's really funny. No, because it's <laughs> like know? the entertainment biz, but uh, yeah, a couple that's already a couple is what you mean, like real mm -hmm. couple. Okay, well, not I, I, I've seen them in concert <laughs> together. I don't know if they've got the chem. It's <laughs> terrible. I don't know if they've got the um, the performance chemistry that Ken and Barbie. Well, Beyonce have, has done movies. I don't. He's think done it all. Yeah. They, yeah, Jay-Z has done any acting. So, yeah, well, so this will be a test on him. Throw him out there. See what happens. Can, yeah. <laughs> can he keep up with her? <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um, we do have to talk Taylor Swift, though, because we teased about it now. So Taylor Swift course is set to begin at Harvard U. And this is not really like unheard of or unknown, learning about the great mm -hmm. writers in history. We now right. have another name added to the lift. So pop culture courses, like I said, are everywhere why is taylor swift making it and making her own class out of it perhaps well, you can get a degree the next step a taylor swift well, degree no it's an elective class right now, so <laughs> um it's called english 183 ts taylor swift and her world um it isn't the first class uh other universities like nyu and i believe arizona state have put out uh courses about taylor swift but this is the first like ivy league um cool. course yes uh, wow. yeah. profs seem to believe that she you can compare her stuff to a lot of literary works like then study the tools used in politics and to boost the economy is what swift does when she comes around she's very very influential influential so you know what better way than to take a massively 
uh, influential and huge artist and kind of say, see, she's doing this now, but we can compare it to something that was written a hundred years ago or this. So Hmm. introduce the students through something they already know to broaden their horizons in literature, art, and all that stuff. Mm. Really interesting, influential, too, when you, especially comparisons. So as a fan, for you, uh, I'm not saying, would you run out and take this course or whatever, but you can see the value in this. I think I can, as a business course, you can see the value in it, right? That's well, where I they, go, but I'm not, like, a fan like Corinne, right? Like, I'm aware, and wow, <laughs> you know, but what do you feel, Corinne, on that? The it's going to be taught by a literary critic named Stephanie Burt. And she talks about, uh, she really sells it. She says, we're going to learn how to think about illicit affairs and hoaxes and champagne problems, uh, you know, (laughs) and lots of stuff that is in Victorian literature and stuff like that. So she, you could compare it really to that. You think about the detail and you really, Swifties already pick apart her lyrics. Yeah. So you know, you could take a course where you you already know a bunch of her lyrics and then say, oh, yeah, Jane Austen did write something like this kind of thing. Who is on board with this? Like, I'm sure the critique uh, about Taylor Swift's courses being taught in universities are it's just overwhelming people's feedback. Well, no? The curse research online is mainly positive, okay. but you know, uh, the articles that I'm looking, I didn't go into a subreddit or anything like that. I just did a, a curse research of the articles written on it. Uh, professors really like the idea that they can introduce other forms of literature through Taylor Swift. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a quote from author James Patterson, and he's like, you oh. know, uh, he went on Instagram and he said, hey there, Swifties, uh, should Taylor Swift be taught at Harvard? It seems to be the plan. Uh, and he says, so why not? Her career is stunning, an object lesson for success. And she's not only an amazing entertainer, she's a very smart business person. And he says, would I take the course? Well, I might audit it. <laughs> That's interesting, too, because yeah. of where he comes from and the, the development of scripts and stuff and working with so many different writers as, yeah. as James Patterson does. That's very fascinating. Yeah, I think it's just interesting mm-hmm. to think about it as a literary course and not a business course. Because I, I think I so. Overwhelmingly feel that, yeah, Taylor's been killing it, it just as a business mogul. But uh, curious about what, how much you can get into about her writing versus oh, everything else. I think you else. can dive deep it's only an hour course i say that wouldn't be a must no enough. that's this needs very to be a true. three hour weekly lecture <laughs> all right corinne's in the, yeah the amount I think she that's writes what i thought i thought it would be yeah. like an hour a week for yeah. you know a semester like oh oh okay like i said you can get a, your next ba in taylor swift if they start offering enough courses like you're minoring in taylor swift imagine getting a ba in a bunch of that stuff right <laughs> yeah. a bunch of different courses like this anyway yeah yeah minor Thanks, double man. minor in ba and beyonce yeah uh, I'd, I'd like Beyonce. to put up my uh, pop culture degree if I could get one. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Corinne, we'd give it to you. Honorary. Oh, thank thank you. you. I'd love it for the show. Bring you on. And there's her PhD in uh, entertainment. Oh, PhD. Look at that. We even offer graduate studies. Wow. I know. Moved you right on. May moved you right on. <laughs> Be back in two weeks, yeah? Sounds good. Okay. Corinne Van Dusen joins us for entertainment. That's every other week. Opposite other entertainment talks we have with Greg David, that one specifically on TV. On the other side of the break, an interstellar tourism campaign is urging aliens to visit Lexington, Kentucky. Why on earth would they want this? Well, Beth Deer, she joins us in a few moments to explain on The Buzz. 
it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.